for the next couple of weeks this new series before the main message is called Faithful to Sow, Faithful to Save. So today I want to talk about sowing money and saving money. I want to talk about sowing money and saving money. In Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20, it says that a faithful man will abound with blessings. Anybody excited about the blessing of the Lord? A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. In the NIV it says that a faithful person will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. Ever since the end of last year, around October, November, we started, uh, we injected teaching during Sunday morning service on the subject of prosperity. The reason why we take the time to teach each week is to teach on the subject of prosperity to stir you up to stir up your faith that it's God's will for you to prosper financially. That's why we go over these scriptures. Uh, God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be rich. Amen. And it's important for you to believe that and to stir up your faith about that. On Wednesday night, I shared a brand new series called Blessed Storehouses. Uh, I'm very excited about this new series. We talk a lot about sowing, but I don't know if I've ever done a series of teaching about saving. And just as it is the laws of God for you to sow, it's also the will of God for you to have savings. Amen. And again, what we believe is affected by what we hear. So today I believe that I'm being led by the Holy Spirit to go in this direction on Sunday mornings about being faithful to sow, but also being faithful to save. And the Bible is very clear that a faithful man will be rich. A faithful man or woman will, be, will abound with blessing. So let's talk today about sowing money and saving money. How many of you that are here today or online would like to save more money? By a show of hands. If you're here and you would like to save more money, then this message is especially for you. So our goal in this message and over the next few weeks is to show you from the Word of God that if you want to increase your savings, then be faithful in your sowing. All of us, by indication, want to save more. But what I want to show you is that if, if you be faithful in your sowing, you will be faithful in your savings. And this is powerful uh, as I see it in Scripture. Being faithful to sow, you will be faithful to save. 
Again, Proverbs 28 and verse 20 says that a faithful person will be richly blessed, but one eager to, to get rich will go unpunished. This essentially says that a faithful person is going to be rich. I believe that. But what qualifies a person for being biblically faithful is very interesting. In other words, how many of you all would want to be rich? You know, essentially that what I can imagine would be all of us. If not, what's wrong with you? Amen. I just would, you know, like to have enough and then that'd be fine, you know. The Bible says that money is the root of all evil. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that the love of money actually is evil not to have money. I didn't get a, I didn't get a good read. That, that, that's evil. <laughs> you can't pay your bill, can't do you know, what you need to do. And so I believe with all my heart that a faithful person is going to get rich. But what, what biblically qualifies me for being faithful? Uh, if we remember from the book of Luke chapter 16, verse 10 and 11, Jesus outlined for us the picture of faithfulness. He said in verse 10, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. He who is unjust in least is unjust also in much. He says, Therefore, if you have not been faithful where money is concerned, who will commit to your trust true riches? In the NIV, verse 11 clearly indicates that he's talking about being faithful where money is concerned. Verse 11 says, So if you have not been trustworthy or faithful in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? Now, money has run through the hands of us all. In our lifetime, we have literally, depending upon how old we are, have handled hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions of dollars. Yet if we look at our present state and our status in life, it may not reflect that we have handled so much money in our lifetime. But what the scripture says is if we're not faithful in handling money, then who would give to us uh, true riches? So in order to be considered biblically faithful, verse 10 tells us that we have to be faithful in what is least. Remember we asked the question, which is least? The seed or the harvest? If I had a watermelon and I set it up here and I had a watermelon seed, obviously just the physical size, which is least, the seed of a watermelon or a watermelon itself. You would say, well, the seed is the lesser part, the watermelon or the plant that may have multiple watermelons. And then within those watermelons may be, you know, hundreds of seeds that could be, hundreds of plants that could be, thousands of watermelons. But which is least, the seed or the harvest? Well, obviously the answer was the seed. That's the smaller part. Amen. And the harvest is the bigger Part. What I challenge you today to receive is that if you are faithful to sow, you will be, according to the scripture, faithful to save. 
Because which is least, sowing or saving, and sowing is the lesser part. In Luke chapter 12, let's look at this story. Verse uh, 16 through 21. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my goods? So he said, I will do this. I will pull down my barns and build greater barns. And there I will store all my crops and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be of which you had provided? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. How many have already can see this is a powerful passage of scripture about saving money? I mean, if you read this too fast, you would think that, it, that you're not supposed to store up money for years into the future. That somehow God is against people that have so much money laid aside for retirement. So much money laid aside for their children for inheritance. So much money laid aside for college funds or for vacation. That it, it, If you read this too fast, you would think that it's against God's will for you to save money. Because of how it turned out for this guy. But if you slow down and read it carefully and take into context the entire scope of scripture, what I believe you'll see is exciting. And we're going to be looking at it over the next several weeks. Notice here, this guy, he was a person who sowed seed into the ground, gave it time, and waited for the harvest. He was an individual who believed in the law of sowing and reaping. He didn't get his wealth by stealing. Come on, by taking it. No, he got it by planting a seed, giving it time, and he got a great harvest. His ground brought forth plentifully. Is God interested in multiplying your seed and a great harvest? Oh, absolutely. And sure enough, he said to himself, you know, man, I've got such a great harvest, my barns aren't big enough to be able to store it all. So he got an idea. I know what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns. The place where I put it to store and I'll build greater barns. You know, your bank account can fill up. It can fill up at 250000 That means the federal government, if something crashes, if something goes foul with that bank system, the government insures you in your account up to $250,000. Once you reach that, you need to open up another barn. You need to open up another bank at another institution, another organization. Why? So that that, that can be protected. So, but this guy, his barns got flooded, so he tore them down and he built up greater. But listen, so again, over time, receive in your heart that it is God's will for you to have money stored up for years. Listen to what that guy said. He says, I've got enough for years, and I've got my money laid up for many years. Do you know that that's exactly what people in this world are working for? 
It's why they go to school to get an education. It's why they, y'all, got, y'all making me preach this way too hard, and we know it to be true. It's why we work. What are we trying to do? What are we trying? Why do we go to work? Not just something so we can have something to eat. Our ultimate goal, and if we were to do a poll and go around and ask every person present, if, uh, if, you, if you hit it big, now, I don't believe in playing the lottery, so I'm just going to leave that alone. But if you hit it big and somehow or another came into a large sum of money, would you quit your job and retire, get a nice place, and, and eat, drink, and just be happy for the rest of your life? So many people, not only in here, online, and in throughout the world, they would do exactly what this guy. We got money laid up for the rest of our That's what our individual retirement account is for. That's what the Roth IRA, that's what our pension, that's what Social Security, it's to give us that ability to have money laid up for years so that we could eat, drink, and be happy. But it's the last verse in this scripture that's most important. The individuals who save money for themselves but are not rich toward God, are in danger of things not turning out the way that they intend for them to turn out. When you talk about being rich towards God, that means literally using money for God or for God's stuff or for God's buildings or facilities or vehicles. Being rich towards God means using money for giving God money to do his business, which is the furtherance of the gospel. So I challenge you today, church, without question, God wants you to be in a place where you have treasure, money laid up that could last you for many years. This is exactly what the world seeks after. This is why people go to college. But the problem is not having money. It's having money and not being rich toward God with the money. How can you be rich toward God with money? By sowing into the kingdom. By giving money to God. My challenge to you today is be faithful to sow. And you'll be faithful to save. I almost can't wait till next week to preach the other part of this. I just wanted to kind of whet your appetite and lay the foundation. God wants you to save. But a faithful person is the one that's going to abound. What qualifies us to being faithful is, is faithful in the little thing. See, if you're not faithful to sow, you won't be faithful to save. Just look at the history of your lifetime. But as you become faithful where your sowing is concerned, where that little part, you'll be faithful where your savings concerned. Hallelujah. You all received that today? Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Well, let me go ahead and give you a good report. I am so excited about our faith project here at Faith Family Church. We have really hit a milestone. Um, we are, last time I was here, we were over the 50% mark in our, our, our faith project. We're believing to own our own building debt-free. And here's an update. We are now at 52.1% of our project being complete. Amen.
So what that what this picture shows is that we've got about half, a little over half of our field planted. See, we're, we're, we're sowing before building. Right? The, the Bible told us in uh, Proverbs chapter 24 to sow your fields and then build your barns. Right? So we're getting the seed in the ground. We've been supporting other churches and ministries. They're building programs. How many of y'all were blessed by uh, Pastor Billy Joe Watts? He came and, and surprised us last week. Amen. I had no idea that he was coming. I missed him. You know, wish I was here. Pastor Kill uh, received him graciously. And, of course, he had good words to speak over. Over us. I texted him last night and asked him, I said, hey, I want to show pictures of the building to Faith Family Church. They're just about to move in next week. He promised to send us some, some pictures. Uh, so they're getting And he said, you know, the 10000 that we sold into his church was a big part of them being able to walk into where they are and to be able to do what it is that they're doing. So we've got about 48 more percent, amen, to get in the ground. And at the end of that project, we will focus our faith together and believe God for hundreds of thousands of dollars to come into the offers of Faith Family Church in order for us to have our own, but we believe we receive it right now. Amen? Amen. What things soever you believe, but, uh, uh, what things soever you desire, believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. It shall be yours. Stand upon your feet. Let's go ahead and make our confessions for this week. These confessions are so vitally important. I hope that you have no frustration concerning it. Jesus was very, very clear when he said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He'll have whatever he says. It's so important for you to use your words concerning your life, your family, your finances. Amen? And we've challenged you to believe God for a specific number every month or every week so that when we say this confession, you've got that number in mind. As the fiduciary of Faith Family Church, we've taken a look at where we are through the halfway point of this year. To the staff, we have challenged ourselves to believe God for a specific number, which was a significant increase of what we were believing prior. And I'm pleased to announce that we went up almost $1,000 extra every week in what we were believing for. And the only thing I can see is that it's our words coming to pass. That is what God said and God is doing what he said he would do. So if you and your family need $1,000 a week in order to meet your budget to do what it is you want to do and need to do, then every week, believe that you receive no less than you say, well, you know, currently I, my job, it only produces about $900 a week. Well, that means you'll be short every month if you just rely upon your job. But thank God our job is not our source. I said, I said, I thank God that I'm not on a fixed income. That God can bring it through unexpected means and, so, and, 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 and channels. Amen. Amen. So it's so important then, so important then, for you to believe for it. Glory to God. Anybody ready to make this confession? All right, let's say it out loud. We believe, we receive, no less than the amount we want or need for this week and this month. We believe, but we believe we receive it. 
Come on, believe we receive it. Therefore, we claim out of this world system all the money and the resources. And we say that it will all manifest within the next few days and the next few weeks. Glory to God. What did, what, did, what did we just do? We claimed it. From where? Our job? No. From our parents? No. Friends or family member? No. The government? No. We claimed it out of this world system. That means it can come to us by any means. Hallelujah. I mean, you could be driving somewhere and just money, just, you know, just, there's, there it is. It's $100 on the ground. Now, now, of course, if somebody walk out the bank and you saw them drop the hundred dollars, you know, don't don't be waiting back, you know. <laughs> oh, glory to God! No, you know, you you pick it, you know, you you pick up the hundred dollars, look around, see, you know, maybe somebody, and you don't see nobody. <laughs> glory to God! <laughs> Say it out loud, devils! Take your hands off our stuff. We bind you in Jesus' name. Loose our money. Let it go. Did Jesus ever talk to the devil? The devil was trying to use Peter to discourage Jesus from doing the will of God. Jesus recognized it and he said, Satan, get behind me. Say this out loud. Ministering spirits, go. Cause the money. To come to us in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Money is coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Unexpected channels and resources are coming. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Good things are happening at Faith Family Church. Somebody tell me what's happening at Faith Family Church. The blessing is manifesting. Our debt-free lands, our debt-free buildings, our debt-free houses, our debt-free... Our debt-free equipment, our debt-free furnishings, and our debt-free vehicles. What else is happening? We are getting out and staying out of debt. All of our debts are being reduced... And eliminated. Is that true? Yeah, I say it's true. I'm saying I'm commanding it. Glory to God. And then last but not least, what's happening? God is bringing into our hands seed. Great and multiplied seed in the name of Jesus. Father, we present our offerings to you today. For those of us that have brought our offerings to worship you physically here, but for all of us, those that have sent it before this week or will send it later on this week, we worship you right now with our giving. And we pray, knowing where you have brought us from. You've brought us from a mighty long way. And we thank you for the many prayers that you have already answered on our behalf. And now, Lord, as we present our tithes and our offerings to you, we ask you to bless us. 
bless our home, our family, bless our job, our church. Cause them to flow with abundance, as you've promised in your word. And as we release this offering, we worship you. And we thank you for your favor and for your protection. In Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. And now as your pastor and one in spiritual authority, I say be increased financially. Be enlarged. Break forth on the right and on the left. And may this be one of your best years financially in Jesus' name. I bless you today. If you receive that shout, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Our worship team is coming now. Let's give God three.